0: This is Brandon Marsh, the Los
1: Angeles Angels and 66ers six baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Corey Hunter Jr. You're listening to the Old Angels Podcast.
0: Yeah. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy Johnny Mags, joined as always with
1: daniel garcia
0: and we're back with another edition of the all angels podcast we're uh finishing up our roundup of the american league west uh preview show uh finishing up today with the seattle mariners we went through the astros we went through the rangers we went through the ace
1: it was and, fun like I'm, yeah. i yeah I, I liked it something definitely maybe we'll look into doing something like this at the all-star break and trying to see where everyone's at and stuff like that but um yeah like you said we're pretty much done i mean obviously we have the angels left and we'll do that with right Red when we're out in tempe um this time next week which are uh pretty close to this time next yeah. week depending on when you're listening we'll to this, be but
0: we'll be getting ready i'll
1: be packing my bags yeah, like exactly. i'm not even gonna lie like i'll be probably packing my bags right now uh we record this on a wednesday don't know how
0: much i'm gonna sleep on wednesday <laughs>
1: it's kind of it's, it's kind of crazy though too because it's like as grown men like yeah oh, it's like oh great like a, a, a nice time away and, and just kind of hanging out and just to see baseball in person again, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we've been watching the last couple uh, spring training games, but to finally see it in person is going to be really awesome.
0: Yeah, always a, a special time of the year for everyone. It's like uh, when you're a kid and you go to Disneyland and the night before you know you're going to Disneyland, you're just in your bed like your eyes wide open. That's me the day before spring training right. last year. I, I don't know how much I saw. I don't think I slept
1: at all. Uh,
0: but anyhow,
1: <laughs> before or when we were there. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but anyhow. Uh, so, yeah, we're wrapping up the AOS preview show. Um uh, Seattle Mariners are on the docket now. Now this week, you want to get into the read before we uh, get yeah, going Yeah, we'll,
1: before we I almost forgot it last week. Yeah, so again, a loyal sponsor, my bookie. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know exactly who my bookie is. But if you're new, let me tell you about my bookie. It's a betting site. It's awesome. You can use. You can pretty much bet on any sport out there. Um, and right now is a really good time to do it. The the NHL playoffs are around, round. The, the NBA playoffs are, are coming up. The you know March Madness and all those tournaments are coming up. And right now, if you uh, deposit uh, whatever you want, use promo code chair, they will double that initial deposit at mybookie.ag. Again, they will da- they will double your initial deposit. Up to a thousand dollars. All you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, um, put in promo code chair, and then there you go. Free money makes the games a lot more interesting. I remember one year, it had to be probably uh, four or five years ago. I think probably even before my bookie was even around. But uh, I was in Vegas with a bunch of friends, and you know, at the time, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. I went down to the sports book. I bet on a, I think it was like a Utah versus Arizona Pac 12 basketball game, just a random, not even in a tournament, just a regular conference play. I've never paid so much attention to a basketball game in my <laughs> life, but it, I mean, it's always fun. So, again, if you want to do that from the comfort of your home, I definitely suggest going to mybookie.ag. They will double your initial deposit. All you got to do is use promo code chair, mybookie.ag.
0: Yeah. So go ahead and follow the your help us by following our sponsors and checking them out. There's, there's no way you can go wrong. Just give them a out. All right. So let's, let's head into it. Let's talk about it. Uh, dance that down with uh, Seattle Mariners beat writer.
1: Well, DC Lumber he runs the, or the or podcast. He, he's the, yeah, oh, he's the podcast. host of locked on Mariners. And if you listen to the podcast, obviously before, you know, our friend, um, Taylor Blake Ward of locked on, on angels. angels. Yep. Um, and big shout out to him. He kind of was the guy that kind of got this all going. So, but yeah, DC Lundberg, he has the Locked On uh, Mariners podcast, and talked to him a little bit about the Mariners, and kind of obviously it's, it's a super, it's a rebuilding team. I think yeah. you and I can both agree on that. I think all the fans can agree on it. But you look at their um, the roster, there's still some names, that very, you see.
0: very, very noticeable names on this team.
1: I mean, you got yeah. Seager, you got you know D Gordon, which you know we kind of talked about with I talked about with DC is like when. The um, you know, trade deadline comes up, and and you know if they're looking to make some kind of move, who would be the guys that would be kind of the name? And and D was one of them that he said. So it'd be really interesting to see some of these guys, and if they perform really well, how their value will change throughout the year at the trade deadline. But the one thing I I, I notice a lot about Seattle is their their minor league system is really really good. They got mm-hmm. I, I believe it was four. Uh, four or five players in the top 100 for uh, MLB pipeline and so obviously their minor, their major league team isn't probably what they want but they do have a lot of minor league um uh help minor league guys that m- might come up this year and make some kind of an impact um but definitely will be around for the long haul with Mariners and and help with that rebuilding uh stage they have
0: yeah right now i'm looking at you know their their 40-man roster and there's a lot there's a lot of youth in here there's a lot of there's a lot of one two three year experienced guys on this roster right now but when you look at the guys that have been here for a while you named off d gordon you look at kyle seager a guy who is pretty constant pretty cons- pretty consistent you got a guy in daniel vogelbach a, a big guy dh you can hit bombs and then, and then you got then you got those guys who got maybe Two, three years of experience here. You got a guy like Malik Smith who always kind of burns the Angels for yeah, whatever he, reason. Yeah, exactly. Mitch Haniger is a guy who you know you you look at that name, you're like, okay, I know who these guys are. And then and and then you look at their pitching staff, and their that pitching staff, or at least on the 40 man roster, they got a lot of guys to go. Up, you know, they're gonna have to make some decisions. But you look, you got names like Carl Edwards, Marco Gonzalez, Kendall Graveman, uh, yu Kikuchi. Uh, these are guys who. You look yeah. at them and you know who they are. Yeah,
1: Kikuchi was one of those guys mm-hmm. that a lot of people wanted because of, um, you know, coming, cr- crossing over uh, from Japan. Right. And now, you know, obviously Seattle had him. Didn't have a, a, a great year last year, but still a guy that had a lot of hype coming over um, only a year ago. But like like I was kind of mentioning, you got like a Julio Rodriguez, a, 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 an outfield prospect, Uh, one of their top prospects only 19 years old so again you know just because the the Mariners are down right now doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be down for 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 a long time but um, a name that they have that I was really hoping the Angels would kind of take a risk on but but that is Tyron Walker yeah Um, I kept hearing
0: that name a lot
1: the Mariners gave him I I believe a roster spot so I think that was kind of the the factor where he wanted to be on a major league roster I think a lot of teams were interested in him in a minor league deal coming back from Tommy John but it's going to be interesting to see how he rebounds from that surgery and how he um, is going to produce during the season but um, again another uh, Justice Sheffield another pitching prospect they have that they got in the I believe the uh, from the Yankees mm-hmm. and the uh, why am I forgetting the, the the pitcher's name that they got uh, 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 uh. Uh, he was on the injury list and i totally forgot his name big maple
0: um you still i'm still uh, lost
1: you'll be you're gonna kick yourself once you realize uh paxton Boom, oh john pa- or uh, yeah paxton yeah the left-hander yep exactly yeah, yeah yeah in that trade and he was one of the main that's pieces right. coming over for that so it was interesting to see how he's gonna again he's younger he needs to develop um but you know the mariners have a lot of young guys and that's you know obviously we're in an angel pockets but if you're a mariners fan you know, or even enjoy them watching the Mariners. That's something to really watch out. Some of the younger guys they have uh, yeah. this season.
0: Justice Sheffield apparently from I'm on MLB CBS MLB uh, Justice Sheffield was perfect in his spring debut. So that's uh, yeah, an I upside. Mean, you yeah, got to work. You work your way in.
1: Right, and again, Seattle isn't isn't is probably going to be that uh, you know last place team in the division. Right. Obviously, but just because the Angels have improved, the Houston Astros are who the, they are. Uh, Rangers Rangers, Rangers have improved the, yeah. uh, the A's are a division favorite mm-hmm. so you know just by kind of default I think Mariners are probably going to be last place but it's something where you can see coming if they stay and again with Jerry Depoto, you never know <laughs> uh, but if they can hold on to these guys and let them develop and let them come in and, and, and produce you know in, in 22 23 I, the Mariners might be kind of up on the way and it'd be really interesting to see as they progress throughout the last next couple years
0: yeah they're they're a team that you just never know you get the right mix in there you get the right like you get that core little group of guys who are coming up right now i'm looking at guys who are with one two-year experience but in two years those guys are clicking and you, you add a, a free agent signing and who knows where it comes from and this can can be a completely different team now uh something that uh what jp's or J, uh, jc jc i'm sorry or dc sorry dc dc i'm sorry dc i'm sorry dc uh D, something DC had mentioned is uh, from last year and I have two really good friends who are Mariners fans like really legit Mariners fans These two really good friends of mine and they got off to a kick-ass start last year and I was quick to tell them hey it's April I think they went like well, 13 and 3 well, that's years a great thing. just like the Angels I, that's what I ago. really
1: enjoy about baseball is that every team is going to go on a streak right. but because it is 162 games um, the true team kind of comes out over that long period like you know, if that streak happens for the Mariners in midway through the season, no one probably pays any attention to it. But since that streak came out of the box, out of, you know, spring training into the beginning of the year, everyone's like, wow, okay, maybe this team's better than we thought. But, yeah, I really – thats I mean, that's what I like about spring training is, like, you can't get lucky. Like, you you are who you are because there's 162 teams uh, – 162 games.
0: Yeah, uh, this is a team that uh, – it showed – their youth last year you, oh, know, yeah. you start off it so probably great be the same just, way this year they'll yeah. show their youth um, one, uh, to me one big signing or one big acquisition for them uh, it's Carl Edwards uh, Carl Edwards Jr. he was a, a, a Cubs uh, he, he was, was with in the Cubs when they won while, the World yeah. Series uh, he was a guy that they would bring in the 7th 8th inning uh, 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 it's crazy to me where, where where he was to where he ended up uh, he wasn't he ended up in San Diego last year with an 8.7 8.47 ERA but if he can become the guy that he was in Chicago, he can solidify the back end of that bullpen for the Mariners. And that's a bright spot for him. You gotta look for bright spots that's you know, as a team like the Mariners who is re- who are rebuilding, you got to look at who they got and, and look at bright spots. And I think Carl Edwards Jr. to me is a guy who I'm looking for them to for him to kind of be a guy that's a bright spot for the Mariners this year.
1: Right, yeah. I mean again, we're not trying to like bash on the Mariners, but there, no. there's there's gonna be few and far between kind of bright spots and obviously if you're not looking at the young guys there's probably not going to be a lot of bright spots but no. you know <laughs> no there's not <laughs> I, I really feel this division whether it be the Astros whether it be the A's and even you know a far far shot the Angels um, it's going to come down to who has a better record against the Mariners Just because normally good teams beat up on these you know not so good teams so you know who, I'd be really interested to see when the season is over if the division winner probably has the best record against the Seattle Mariners, just because you have to take advantage of a team like this.
0: Yeah, and and even even if they're a team like cellar dwellers in the division, you know it's just crazy how these teams can kind of ruin your season. You mentioned right, yeah. yeah, that can really ruin your season. You got to win. You got to win against teams that you should beat. Especially when you play them, what fifteen, sixteen, About seventeen to say, times yeah, a year? if,
1: if you're below five hundred against the Mariners, your probably overall record isn't going to be very good.
0: Right. No. Yeah. You got to win these games. You got to be, I figure, at least five, six games over five hundred against a team like this.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I, you. You have. There's so many good teams in the AL this year that are rebuilding and or have rebuilt and are ready to kind of. You know, jump out there and be competitive like the Chicago White Sox is a team that I'm really interested in seeing. But you got the Twins, you got the Indians, obviously, you got the uh, AL East with the Rays, the Yankees, and even Boston. I mean, if Boston's pitching gets healthy, they're going to be a really hard team to, to beat. So you have to take advantage of a team like the Mariners, where, you know, if it's a four game series you have to pretty much take 3 out of 3 out of 4 if it's you know in the road it's a little bit harder so you you need a split when it's available so um i think that's going to be a big big factor of of who wins the division is going to be who has the best record against seattle
0: yeah uh it's just like any any other any other uh major league baseball team like Teams above, under 500, you got to take advantage. Yeah. Yeah, you, can, you just have to. Uh, Scott Service is a manager of the Mariners. He's right. a guy who mm-hmm. was uh, assistant to the general manager of the for the Angels, what, the year before last year, I believe. So he's a guy who, you know, he does a serviceable job. I think Scott Service is a guy who we don't know much about his, his coaching ability yet because this is, what, his second season with the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and, and that's always a weird part, too. When, when teams are rebuilding, how good is the manager? We don't know just because— how good of his parts and same thing even when Madden got brought in with the Angels I was kind of like oh that's great but it's like it's gonna come down to the to the parts to the players right. so um, same, the only, thing, same thing with service how yeah. good is he, he can't. Is, does he get him over to perform like if they're close to 500 I think that's a really good tell for him that's a really good year for him but again it, it doesn't mean they're competitive in the, in the division by any means but You know, if if something happens and they're, what, four games below 500, I think that's going to be a really good year for Seattle just because of the the holes they have and and the the, the dependence on young guys that might or might not be ready yet.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking at this Mariners team as I'm going to go over, under on the 70 wins this season.
1: Wow. Um, So what that puts them at. Seven. So if it's 70, that makes it. So 75. 75. Oh, wow. Um, I probably would go under on 75. Okay. Yeah. Around 70, I would be like, ooh, maybe, you know, I would see them 71, 72, 73, somewhere right. around there. Yeah. Um, but if I had to put my rent on that, I would probably take the under.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, I again, we're not trying to bash the Mariners. We're just being 100% honest with the team that they have, the roster that they have, a lot of young guys who can, who have, a, who have an upside, but they've got to work their way in. It's like uh, learning on the job, uh, learning as you go. Uh, there's going to be ups and downs, obviously. So i but you know, when you're when you're in a division with the Astros and the and the the A's, and the a's you're already you're already you behind know behind
1: the eight ball, kind yeah. Of this, <laughs> so and then speak.
0: the Angels and the Rangers improve themselves, plenty. oh
1: yeah, definitely.
0: And you just kind of sat back and, and added pieces here Here and there there. to fill, I mean, you're going to have your downsides. And as a Mariner fan, you have to look at it as, okay, well, we got to do what we got to do. We've been there. Angels have been there. But the Angels, as Angel fans looking at the Mariners, again, guys, we need to look at this team as definitely any team that puts out a team on on a major league field can beat you at any given day. So the Angels can't look past the Mariners.
1: No, not at all. I don't think anything. But like I said, the great thing about – Baseball is at 162 games, so yeah, you can lose these games to the Mariners very easily, and it's just going to kind of show who you are. But um, yeah, you have to take you have to take advantage of the teams that are not as good as you, and you have to be able to take advantage of teams like uh, the Mariners, teams like uh, you know the Royals, the teams that are, are
0: Tigers, Tigers. You
1: know, yeah. you have to take advantage of those teams, and and you just hope that you know at the end of the day you can get you can kind of break 500 with the really good teams and right. take advantage of the uh, not so good teams but it'll be really interesting to see how the division break uh pans out with the record of uh teams against Seattle
0: yeah and and just to prove prove a point here to drive this point even further about teams that are under 500 that you should be beating the angels last year i think went on a stretch where they got swept by the uh, baltimore orioles in baltimore Right when, right when the oh, angels were kind of well, on that, on the and cusp,
1: then, and then that was like the what was it the, I want to say like sixteen, seventeen inning game that just yes. totally just yes. demolished the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, that was like just. I think a lot of fans think that was like the turning point of last year where it was like, you know, we can't get healthy, we can't yeah. get the right arms in, and it's just we just they just. Yeah, the the, was, the
0: the 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 I think it was it was the Orioles for sure, and then it was another under five hundred team. Might have even been the Tigers. Might have even been the Mariners.
1: The Tigers right after, I think. Yeah, I think and they right.
0: just they I think we lost. I want to say we lost a four game set to the Orioles, and I want to say we lost a three game set to the Tigers, and that just this is a team. These are teams that we should have beaten, guys. And I think that the Angels. I mean, that proves the point. You you, you lose to these teams and you're behind. That's it yeah you know other teams are are winning and you're losing to teams you should be beating not only are you losing you know in the in the win loss column but it is definitely a uh, momentum burner like it definitely oh, just kills yeah, you you know definitely, so yeah
1: so yeah it, it's just one of those things where you have to take advantage of these guys you have to take advantage of when you play teams like this so you know i It'll be really interesting to see. I can't wait to see how the season kind of this pans out. But again, we're baseball fans, so right. this is just any, any, anything we <laughs> talk about the season. It's going to be awesome.
0: Um, one one good thing about the Seattle Mariners, and I can attest to this, is they got one of the best ballparks, if not the best ballpark in Major League Baseball. Yeah, definitely on a bucket oh, list of man. mine. I've been there, and I want to go back again. Like right, I, do, yeah. it's just it, it's a wonderful.
1: We got to take, the, gotta take oh, the podcast on the road.
0: Oh, uh, it's just a great Besides place. Tempe. It's it's beautiful. It's uh, I can't even talk more about it it's just really if you haven't been there you should you need to go check it out i got some pictures uh i'll post them up uh online uh show you guys again but we took the tour so if you're out there take the tour before the game do yourself a favor they take you everywhere they, i mean this tour is a hundred times better than the anaheim stadium tour or angel stadium tour it is phenomenal they take you into the press box they take you into the both dugouts they take you into both clubhouses uh, back behind everywhere, they they take you to every nook and cranny of that stadium, and it's a beautiful stadium. I think it's called T-Mobile Park. When I went the last year, so it was Safeco. Safe go, safe go, yeah. But T-Mobile Park, beautiful park. So mm-hmm. that's an upside for you, Seattle Mariners fans.
1: Yeah, exactly. And one thing too, like I guess last thing before we go to the break, will um, be different this year for Seattle fans and just kind of Angel fans in general. Will be. The not seeing Felix King yes. Felix on the mound, and for Angel fans, it was kind of like a love hate relationship. You kind of knew who he, you definitely knew who he was, and you respected who he was. But mm. he was a great pitcher, especially during his prime. You know, oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, three four years ago. And it was you know it was always great to have that Felix Hernandez and and Mike Trout kind of match up and there was one opening Mike, day where Trout took him deep was like, on, on the uh-huh. second pitch or it like was first uh, pitch
0: or like I think it was uh, opening day twenty fourteen or yeah it been but 13. the funny
1: part is though, the next year I believe it was up in Safeco same thing same mm-hmm. matchup and Trout takes him deep again um, but yeah that guy has been such a cornerstone for that team for, for, you know, ever since he got brought up when he was, oh, damn, I think he was like 20 or I think he was 20. 21 or somewhere around there. Uh-huh. it's going to be really interesting now he's with the Braves to see him not there, not having that Kings court. Like, if you ever watch the game on mm-hmm. uh, when the Angels were up in Seattle, they always had that one section of the ballpark all in yellow, Kings mm-hmm. court, and, and um, man, it's going to really suck not seeing him out there just as a respect kind of deal where, where he – he was whole, he was always really good, and it's just kind of been. It's gonna be weird seeing him in a Braves uniform.
0: I saw his uh, spring debut, and it looked one hundred percent weird. Uh, but King Felix, I I had the the uh, honor of of meeting him more than a few times. Uh, he played out here in uh, San Bernardino with the Sixty Sixers when the 66ers were the Mariners. Yeah, that's how I got to know Luis Valbuena and stuff. My brother uh, worked out there; he was like an assistant to the media relations guy. So uh, I got to know Felix when he was younger. And he actually went swimming at my mom and dad's house. Cool story right there. And my mom fixed his pants once. He She fixed uh, <laughs> he, she fixed the piping on his pants for the 66ers because they didn't have anybody. I don't know if they do. They didn't have anybody at the time to fix him. But my mom was a quote-unquote 66er seamstress from like 2003 to 2005. But also also uh, met him out in spring training a few times, took pictures with my, with my boys. And he's a great guy. And always in a Mariner's hat, always just – had that swag, that demeanor that you you wanted out of a pitcher, and he still feels like he's got something in the tank. And you know, hopefully, he he does well in the National League. We don't have to worry about him now. He can he can go out and throw perfect games against whoever he wants now. Exactly, I, I, I yeah. doesn't bother me. But He's games, a good guy.
1: Twenty game winner. That's perfectly yeah. fine with us. But he's no, a great I, guy. It, he's it a great guy. It's definitely going to be something that's going to be different for Angel fans and definitely for Seattle fans. But um, King Felix, man, I mean, he was I I, I always had the, the biggest respect for him. But it kind of sucks that. You know, you like to see kind of like what Trout did where he was able to, you know, you are thinking theoretically he's going to finish this the his career with the Angels. Right. You would have loved to see something like that happen with Seattle and King Felix right. but you know, baseball's a business at the end of the day and you kind of saw the the writing on the wall last year when they gave him that really really cool farewell in his last start, but um yeah, it you know, if he makes the Hall of Fame or not, I don't know, but you know, he, he will That's always a be uh, a Seattle Mariner. Oh yeah, for, you know, no matter what happens. That's
0: a good topic uh, of discussion when the time comes. Is he oh, yeah. Hall of Fame worthy? Because he...
1: like you know, his longevity hasn't been great. But I mean, there was like three, four years there where he was just yeah, on he was top the best pitcher game. in yeah. baseball. At, at you know, a it, point. It, it, does that is that enough? Is that the Sandy Koufax where right. he you know you like to see a guy do it for you know nine, ten years? Yeah. Those four years of his or five years of his were so good. Right. Like, is that enough? So
0: also, you got to remember, too, um, what would get a pitcher in the Hall of Fame five, ten years ago, the standards have lowered now. definitely, Because yeah. there's yeah, no more 300-game winners. Yeah, That's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, it's different. But so, definitely we'll see. something to see. We'll see. But,
1: yeah, he's definitely... Definitely a great pitcher, and it was in his prime. It was one of the guys where you, if you went to a ball game and you saw he was pitching, if you're the you know, if you're an angel fan, you're like, ah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, they, like, they
0: got to scrape together some kind of runs. Yeah, here. you
1: hope you get to him early before he settles yeah. in, because
0: if he settles in, you're done. Yeah, he was a dangerous guy, he was a bad, bad man on the mound, but yeah, good luck to him in, in Atlanta. So with that being said, let's let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back from the other side of the break, talk a little bit of whatever you guys want. We'll probably jump on Instagram live. Uh, Definitely talk there. spring training. Yeah, yeah let's talk some spring training. So we'll be back on the other side of this break. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did, and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groomgoon Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it, go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISH Goon, all one word, CATFISH Goon, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose groom goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. We are punks. We are punks. We are we are we are punks. We are punks. We are punks. We are we are we are punks. This is Hood Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back, so thank you again to our sponsors for everything you guys do for us. You guys who listen to us, follow us on Halo Haven. Go check them out. What does it hurt? Go go look. Go see. Go yeah,
1: check them exactly, out. exactly. So,
0: uh, spring training, it started. We had it a few started. games. Uh, yeah,
1: how how, how disappointed was you Saturday when it got rained out? Like Very, I was, very. It's, it's <laughs> Like, behind the scenes, we were looking at, like, hey, let's, you know, I'll come over here. He'll come over to my house, Johnny, and then we'll watch the game. Mm-hmm. And then I and then the rain happened. I felt like it was like God's way of saying like relax, it's just spring training.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it really it was. It was kind of like, come on guys, stop being yeah. such geeks. Yeah. Um, don't I'm a wrestling guy, so don't be marks. Uh, relax. But uh, no, I mean it, I was pretty disappointed. I was like, man, what do I do now? I had all this time. I was twilling my thumbs.
1: Yeah, you already kind of you kind of carved out that initial. Yeah. You know, even if it was only going to be maybe for like the first like two hours because of the Star Wars. Right. You already kind of had that time carved out. Like, I'm going to watch this game. And then, unfortunately, that rain came in, postponed the game. Now they're going to make up for it on, I believe, the 6th. While we're out there? March 6th, yeah. Yeah. So, this is a good time, too, to tell you guys we will be out in Tempe uh, March 5th. March 5th isn't a game, but we'll be out there that Thursday, and we'll probably be just hanging around the the, uh, bottom fields and watching practice and all that stuff. But. That Friday, the 6th, uh, well, we will be in a surprise to see the Royals and the Angels will be at Tempe Diablo Saturday. I'm trying to think who they're playing. I'm not sure who they're playing, but that will be our tailgate. That will probably be the day where, if you're out there, come and find us will probably be the day where we give out most of our stuff. Um, will be that Saturday. And then Sunday... We finished off the weekend out in Goodyear to see the Angels play the the Reds. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to have good uh, giveaways all week long. We're going to have Red on the podcast at a certain point. We'll probably have a special giveaway that's probably going to be exclusively to here on the podcast. Um, so definitely check that out. And now we posted that Sunday we're out there. So I think that's the 8th. Um, so definitely, definitely remember that. You're going to want to subscribe, but yeah, spring training is in full effect and spring training is, is going. And how do you feel so far with the angels? You know, spring training is spring training to me. Um, And luckily, you
0: know, we haven't had too many. I mean, it's only a few games, but you start hearing about injuries as soon as it starts happening. One was Justin Anderson. Unfortunately, one of our good friends, Brandon Marsh, had a little injury here uh, in spring training, but nothing significant that we've heard of yet. That's gonna it's gonna make or break the Angels, right? But to me, every spring, you know what a good spring training game is? A good spring training game to me is that no one gets hurt. So whether they win by ten or lose by ten doesn't matter to me yeah just
1: no one get hurt please yeah so obviously you had like you said the, the justin anderson uh injury and it's kind of up in the air as far as if he'll be ready for spring or for opening day um it kind of came out and said that they don't think he'll be ready for opening day and then you had butt tree i believe he's going to be throwing a bullpen really soon but they believe he'll be ready for opening day and then like you said you had the brandon marsh mm-hmm. uh diving for a ball on Sunday you know um, I think it was right center field he went for it dive for it you could tell if you watch the replay he had a really weird awkward landing
0: yeah got that, up holding his
1: right and, and and you know now it's a little bit of a question whether or not he'll be right for the beginning of the season I talked to him um, the day after it happened he seems to be in good spirits he doesn't think it's too serious so you know I I I, personally I don't expect him to be kind of like a Debbie Downer or something like that, so it's it's kind of hard to read. But the fact that he is in good spirits, you know, that's that's a good good sign. But it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Again, a guy that me personally I didn't think he'd be in it this year the the in the on the Angels, but definitely like kind of a triple A level the majority of the year. And it, and if it delays his season, that's going to really suck for him. But you know, something to watch out for. You had um, Julio Tehran got scratched from today's start on Wednesday. Griffin Canning replacing him, but they believe that was just a cramp. He's going to throw a bullpen on Friday. Could get the start as early as Sunday or Monday. So again, that doesn't seem very very um, serious at all. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, spring training is fun, and, and and you know, some of the the interesting things coming into the spring training that we thought we were gonna see, we haven't really seen yet and I don't know if we will. And one of them is um Tommy Lestella playing first base.
0: Not, not as of yet, nothing, right? I, I, I figured they'd try to get him there as early as they can in spring just to see how he reacts to the position. He played I think he played a few games last year at the position, maybe I remember him coming he, in late he, in a he game. He
1: came in late because it was literally one of those things where they yeah. hit for someone and right. they didn't have anyone right. playing first base. So he had to move over and play first, but right. um, as of right now, talking to people, um, there he hasn't been working out at all as far as anyone's seen at hmm. first base. It's so, interesting. Don't know if that's going to change, but it looks like they are trying to give Matt dice as many at-bats, as many defensive outs at first base to see if he can be that first baseman that splits time with um pool Pujols. And another interesting fact was uh, it might have been that Sunday or that Monday uh, you had David Fletcher out in left, uh, field. in left field. So that's another possibility where him and uh, Goodwin could platoon. And, and how do you feel about that?
0: I don't mind that at all. It gives you that option. Like one of our listeners last week sent a question. It might have been Duncan where they asked – Having Fletcher as a the quote-unquote fourth outfielder, or like you said, maybe a rotating guy with Goodwin, that allows the Angels to hold another player, position player in the infield, Luis Renjifo, who can play shortstop, play second base. You don't worry so much about trying to fend in La Stella. If you have Fletcher out in left field, then La Stella will play second base. Right. You know, so... It gives you uh, depth at the infield position, and then it also gives you depth in the outfield because Fletcher can come back and forth, no matter depending on the situation of the game, back and forth, back and forth. So I like that idea. Fletcher can play anywhere. He's that little super utility guy like Sean Figgins.
1: Well, that's what Madden kind of uh, it was an interview during the week, and one way he described him was super uh, super uh, utility guy. Um, You know, so it'd be interesting to see. And you kind of figured with the Jock Peterson trade and how it didn't go through that they were looking for someone to kind of split time with Goodwin. And the fact, like I said, the fact that it didn't go through, maybe they are still looking at it. maybe Fletcher is that guy they can split time. And again, kind of hold that place until Joe gets ready and Joe um, comes up, whether it be, you know, middle of May, June, July or whatever it is, because um, I'll say this, like I, Def, Joe will definitely be up this year. Yeah, the, the biggest Just question. Yeah, the biggest question with Joe is going to be when that actually happens. But um, I definitely think that will that will uh, that will change everything. But the Fletcher Goodwin kind of dynamic and the outfield is going to be really interesting. Um, again, we're on Facebook Live or not Facebook Instagram. Live. Instagram Live. I forget my social media sometimes. Um, uh, Ad Rock, nineteen seventy nine, asked. Um, is his arm strong enough for right field? I don't—I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily looking for— I think they're more looking for the coverage.
0: I've seen worse arms yeah. than Fletcher in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably so. not
1: going to be, like, an elite arm by any means. No, but I right. don't think—it's yeah, going to be something interesting to see as the season goes on and maybe he strengthens that arm. But, again, I think they're mostly using that for his bat. I mean, he can probably cover enough ground and— in, in, in the outfield to to or the corner outfield at least to make it respectable. But right. yeah, the arm is going to be kind of an and, issue. And
0: really he's not going to be the guy who you who you look at as being a star right fielder. He's just right.
1: He's kind simply of simply filling
0: in, you know. That's yeah. all it is.
1: Another question we got from uh what is it Jay, Jay Murillo, 27 uh-huh. asked about again Milton pitch yesterday.
0: Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yesterday.
1: And asked if, has Milton Velo been released yet? Um, it hasn't been, like I guess, officially released because Tempe Diablo doesn't have a um, radar gun. Mm-hmm. So they don't post miles per hour at the stadium. Um, one of the beat writers, it might have been Jeff Fletcher, asked him about how he felt. And obviously there are like personal radar guns from scouts or people that are with the Angels organization, but he kind of had a smirk and he said no everything's good so like almost like he knew that his uh, velo was there mm-hmm. so again i don't know the exact number and i don't know if people will know the exact number but it does seem like he was happy with whatever information he did get so that would be interesting to see and if he pitches maybe out in a visitor's park where that, that does have it and then you'll get like an official number but as far as his first outing yesterday there is not like an official quote unquote number out there with his velo, but uh, when when the subject got brought up, he seemed very um, happy with whatever information he got. So there's another guy that Angels are going to need in the back end, of the bullpen.
0: Absolutely, he's one. He's one of the three headed monsters.
1: So again, we're taking questions from Instagram Live. Uh, another one from. Uh, Archangel underscore pins. Again, check them out for pins. Yeah. Uh, Angel fans definitely need to do that. Yes. Is there a chance they package a couple of extra guys for another pitcher?
0: No, uh, I don't think so. Not
1: now. Not now. Not now. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. I believe in um, the future if they're competitive and the trade deadline comes up, I can definitely see that happening. I don't know if you do that now. You're in a spring training. You're kind of already in the middle of spring training, so I don't know how much of that is going to be – um I'm not sure how much of that is you know, I don't know how much of that is you just kind of wait and see how what you got.
0: Yeah, right. You know and also you just can't package somebody because you think it's a good idea or we think it's a good idea. What's what's a market for what we're going to give them? You know what I mean? What's the market on who we're able to give? Right. You just, just, I mean, you're going to give up. I'm going to give you this person and this person. Well, no one's looking for this person and this person, uh, especially right now.
1: Well, especially if you're looking for that frontline starter. That's not going to
0: happen right now either.
1: Prices are high. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, obviously Clevenger was kind of like the quote unquote guy during the season, during the off season, but. Indians might want to just go into the year and try to figure out what they have competitive wise. And if they're out of it by this, by the trade line, then yeah, I can definitely see something like that happening. But as of right now, I believe the price will be way too high mm-hmm. and, and there's no need to, to kind of do that. And if, if, you know, it's not.
0: Yeah, it's not the right market right now. You wait till July trade day, trade deadline. We'll see where teams are, and we'll definitely see the Angels. If they're in it, they'll be players.
1: Yeah, we got a couple questions too about Taylor Ward playing the outfield. Mm. Obviously, he's mm. been a guy that has mm. also been splitting time out there. Mm. Um, again, they're just trying to get him on the field as much as they can, and and have him mm. be a utility type of guy. They're trying to find a spot for him. You can tell, you know. Mm. With Joe obviously being up at some point this year, they that Fletcher out there, they have Goodwin, they have Hermosillo, which is going to be interesting to see how he plays out yeah. this year. Um, barring an injury type of kind of thing, I don't know if he if he comes up this year at all with the Angels.
0: Uh, I'm not high on Ward. Never really have. Um, I'm on the same boat that you and Taylor Blake Ward were on, where we should have traded him three years ago when his value was a little higher. I think we missed a boat on being able to get something for him, and I just don't see how he fits in with the Angels. I, I, there's just too many, there's too many people on the depth chart ahead of him, where you know he's in the same boat with like a Thais kind of with a right. Walsh, where right. they're good, and they can be, they can be good pieces to have for depth if somebody gets hurt and you need to call somebody up. But to see them be an impactful piece of the team, I just don't see Ward being that guy. And even though he's having a "quote unquote" good spring, only like three games in, it's still really early in March, and you gotta you gotta carry that over. And not saying that he can't, but it's just a little too soon to say he's having a good spring. What are they gonna do with him? I just don't see that the Angels have him really in the yeah. And I,
1: and I kind of feel if you're gonna look at Ward and Thais, it kind of it's kind of weird because I kind of feel those two guys are really kind of. Um not attached at the hip, but they, you always kind of hear the same story with those guys. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They want to try them to get them to turn the corner. You kind—they want the Angels want them to um, develop more or play this position or that position. Dice looks like might be the guy that you know. If you're taking the—if you talk about the two, um, might be the guy that has the better chance of opening the um, season.
0: Yeah, I, I'm higher on Dice than I am on Ward, 100%.
1: And Dice can play that corner. Yeah, I can uh, play third base. Third or first base and. And, you know, Rendon needs a day off or whatever. You you can have that depth. Again, Albert, by all reports, feels really, really good. And if you watch that game on Tuesday, where the first game where the majority of the starters, and we can get into that because that lineup looked really good. Yeah, Um, You can notice it in his batting stance. He's more squatted. And if you look back to his St. Louis days, like his MVP days, Mm -hmm. I mean, it looked like a lot of times he was like sitting on a chair. You know what I mean? The way he was squatting and how he got his legs underneath him and as the years gone on he's kind of been more and more upright you know but this year i, I forgot who posted the photo on twitter and i i, I wish i could have remembered it but they kind of put a side-by-side albert last year and albert at you know the game tuesday and kind of their their stance and albert's way more lower and more closer to where he was in the st louis he's not saying that he's gonna produce those numbers by any means but right it's kind of a cool sign to see that he's healthy and he's he has that kind of uh, his base
0: at the plate. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And a guy like him, that lower half is yeah. so important for him that uh, any kind of production out of him is going to be greatly, greatly appreciated by the <laughs> Angel fans. Oh man, just, you know it's going to be a uh, kind of icing icing on the cake when it comes to him.
0: I'll take twenty and seventy-five.
1: Yeah. Oh, and it's funny though too because. I, it's just, it's 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 cool to see him and if he can, was, I guess we can talk about it right now. That that lineup that Tuesday, when you had I believe Fletcher. No, who was leading off? Fletcher. I believe Fletcher was leading off. But anyways, I mean the biggest thing is you had Trout. Yeah, you had Trout too. Right, you had Rendon. Fletcher,
0: uh, Trout, Rendon, Otani, up then, Ohtani, Ohtani, Upton, 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 then Pujols, Pujols at the 6 hole. Yeah.
1: That's a good lineup.
0: Simmons usually would would probably about seventh in that lineup.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's a really, really good lineup. Now you have kind of different thoughts about okay who plays second base and if uh Lestella plays second base as he lead off does right. you know, or how has that changed? But man, you look at that two, three, four with Trout, um, Rendon and Otani that's a really good three yeah. three spot. I mean, yeah. or three guys, uh, three guys in a row. That's that's gonna be something really really fun to watch.
0: Absolutely, it's 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 a it's a lineup that, it's gonna produce some runs, and it, it's just a matter of getting on, and whoever bats behind that one person drives them in. That's it. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, who am I looking at here? There was
0: a there was a question before this one that I felt was, oh, about JC, right yeah.
1: Uh, JC Ramirez. Yeah, I guess that's a good that's a good point to bring up. JC Ramirez did get re-signed by the Angels. We haven't talked about it yet, but um re-signed by the Angels. Minor league deal. Uh, all reports that his is up after his spring train or um Tommy John surgery in this mm-hmm. spring training. They had him, I believe he said he, he felt he was at like 96, 95, 96. So pretty
0: good. Pretty good.
1: If he's that guy, kind of like a Peña. Mm-hmm. where you can put him in the bullpen, and then if he needs to make a spot start, can do that. If he can be productive and kind of be what he was um, in, what was that, 2006? 2000, six, 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 17. 17. If he can be that good 4-5 guy, even maybe the 6th guy, once Otani gets back, um, that would be a really cool thing to see. That would be a really yeah, cool he, thing to see, if, especially if he gets velocity up and gets fully healed from that Tommy John surgery and makes yeah. his way back. To the fact that, that he posture. can be
0: a legit starter and he can be a legit guy to come out of the bullpen and get you out is a very good thing to have in his case trying to make his quote-unquote comeback.
1: Yeah, another guy on here talked about how Mickey Calloway, his approach came out in, uh, you know, obviously during spring training about how he wants guys to throw strikes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, a lot of these starting pitchers, granted, again, it's spring training, but a lot of these starters Bundy um Griffin Canning today has come out and looked really good in their two innings of work um and even like today if you look at 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 Canning and they they played the Dodgers I mean he's again it's two innings but still he's he's going against um in those two innings a clean inning Mm. you know a three up three down in both innings you had Betts um Muncie Bellinger um you know uh Pollock uh, Smith and Lux I mean those are guys those are those, names those, those are, names. are MLB caliber guys you have an MVP you have two MVPs in there between mm-hmm. Bellinger and Betts so that's always cool to see that okay cool you know he's able to get these guys right. out and I think a bigger part with Griffin is the fact that he got shut down last year with an injury how did you respond right how what, many innings does he get during the spring right. I think is a better kind of question what's
0: important what What stands out to me in today's start with canning and you can you can you can put this point to any pitch on the Angels starting staff, is the fact that in one of the innings he threw seven pitches. Okay? Yeah. The limited pitches per inning is gonna obviously going to make you pitch longer in the game. So if you can have an inning where you throw seven pitches and then the next inning you throw 12, and then let's say in one inning you, you struggle a bit and you throw 23, it's no big deal. You're still – in it for the long haul. And that's right. what you You're, got to. Because of the beginning
1: innings, you kind of got to yeah. Head yeah. of you the gotta curve. You got to build
0: yeah. on fast, build on quick. Get out, get up, get in, throw throw strikes and, and work to your off, work to your defense, especially with the Angels' defense now on the left hand, left handed side, or actually up the middle. Uh, it's looking good. You got Rendon, you got you got Simmons, you got out there in center field. You got a guy in Fletcher at second base that can turn it. Pujols, you know, even at his age, is still an elite first baseman. I think he's got great hands at first base. Question marks, obviously, are left field, you know, because of, of Upton, up you know. But I think a lot of what Upton's inabilities in the last couple of years was, just, was his his uh, legs, you know. Yeah. Hopefully he feels better this well, year. Well, that's so. kind
1: of the big deal, too, is, like, how does Albert progress through the season? Because, yeah, like we said, it's great that he seems like to have his legs underneath him now. But hopefully if Theis is able to turn a corner, they can... Platoon him more and keep kind of him more fresh and not playing, you know, 90 games or whatever at first place. Like, I think a, a really good thing with Albert would be if he pay, plays maybe, what, 60 games maybe at first, 50 games at first. And obviously Otani starting the season is going to be the exclusive DH. So that's, right. that's going to um, put a lot of miles on um, Albert. But once he starts pitching and Otani's taken out of the lineup... Um, Albert can start dh and probably keeping his legs a little more...
0: Fresh. Yeah, fresh and getting getting guy like Dice or Walsh. Who knows? They still got a whole month of spring training left to kind of prove themselves right now. Right. But either way, I think Albert Pujols will be fine this year. I think he'll be more rested, like you said, because of Otani eventually coming back and spelling him at first base. You know, you'll have a guy like Dice stepping in there and also also sit back and kind of do his thing at the DH position.
1: Yeah, and, and kind of going back to Tuesday's game, the quote-unquote varsity team, yes. as Madden likes to say. Um, varsity. Yes. It was cool. I mean, um, seeing, again, in spring training, so I don't want to get too excited. But Rendon going two for two as his Angel debut, um, that was cool. And I think as Angel fans, uh, this is going to be something different mm-hmm. this year. Um, as far as having Rendon with Trout back to back, however they feel they need to put the lineup together, um, I think it's be really really cool. And 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 Rendon didn't waste any time getting getting a, even though it was spring training getting a base hit, getting two base hits, getting on base twice for his two at bats. He's just
0: really- a guy that knows how to hit. His approach at the play. Me being a, a, a baseball guy my whole life, being a baseball coach, you know, I know at the high school level, but. Uh, just have, the approach that he takes at the plate of, you know, he goes up there and he's aggressive, but he's also very smart about his aggressiveness. And you can you can tell when there's two strikes on him, he shortens up the swing, goes right center field approach. He does what he has to do to get a job done, you know. And, and, and by making right. productive outs, when I mean productive outs is there's no outs and there's a runner at second. He's got two strikes on him. He he knows I'm going to push this ball to the right side any way possible to get the guy from second over to third stuff like that if you make productive outs or you hit a fly ball that deep enough to the right part of the field to get the runner to advance the runner over for the next guy productive outs but it's not even just that man he is clutch even his time in 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 washington clutch hit after clutch hit. and we saw it in the playoffs this year i expect the same with the angels this year a clutch guy uh, uh, and, and what puts it all the time for me with Rendon not just his offense is his defense just equally yeah. as good so I'm excited
1: no it, it, Rendon's gonna be he has very and, and Jose Moda previous guest on All In Just Podcast yes, go, sir. Back, go back and listen mm-hmm. Um, mentioned it during the game he just has like very quiet hands he doesn't mm-hmm. look like he's Struggling, or he's you know guessing and and guessing <clears throat> totally wrong. He just has a very simple, quiet approach to the to the to the plate, and just seems like he's not nervous. Yeah, the, it's just like the no pressure is so, not big. You know, you would I don't I don't I, you know again these are elite elite players, but. You 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 wonder if he's gonna feel pressure trying to make an impression on a new team. And, I don't and, think so. And validate <laughs> I think he cares, this huge huh? contract. Yeah. But, you know, at least at, again, at least for the first start uh, of the of the spring, he, that was not even yeah, even close. And yeah. uh, and that's really cool to see because I really do think Rendon's gonna be a, a really really good piece for the Angels in the future, and I think he's yeah. gonna to. Uh, when he injured a couple of games on his own, whether yeah, it be sure. a home right, like, like, yeah. like you said, move a guy over in, uh-huh. a, in, a, in a big position or, you know, come up to bat with two outs and maybe get a guy yeah. um, home that was on second or something like that with a, was a double, uh, right. The, uh, you know he's kind of famous for getting those doubles right. and stuff like that. So. According
0: to MLB Network, the Angels have the best player in baseball, the number one baseball, uh, number one ball player in baseball, and the number six player in baseball. in
1: Rindon. God, you gotta hope the pitching holds up then.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it, that's what it's gonna boil down to. And I don't even think that the that the pitching staff needs to say that they win. You need to have two guys that win more than 15 games. No, to me, I think the staff just needs to stay Keep healthy Keep and close. to stay competitive. And keep us there for the trade deadline, and if and if they're there, I fully expect the Angels to make. A
1: move. Oh, definitely! Like if, if 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 they are, God, I don't I don't, mean, I don't want to put a number, but if they're within like two or three games of the wild card, I can totally see no them doubt. Totally see them making no a move to get. Okay, let's just say a Clevenger, a Clevenger. Let's mm-hmm. just say Indians are out of it, and they trade uh, Lindor, and they're just trying to get again kind of rebuild their farm and get m- relief money wise um that would be a great pickup but it's just it's kind of interesting to see how every team is kind of shaping out now that this pre-training I mean you got the Yankees having a huge blow with Severino needing Tommy John surgery. that's
0: crucial man
1: so now you know they kind of fall back to earth a little bit and and, and but
0: that makes them that makes them contenders for the same thing the Angels would be contending for right, at the, the trade deadline. Yeah.
1: Well, I think they kind yeah. of would have been that guy anyway. Well, I yeah, think. absolutely. Yeah.
0: it's the Yankees. But it yeah. makes them even more of a threat to pull off a deal for a, a front-line guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's, it's fun. It's spring training. It's fun to watch. Again, I wouldn't get too crazy as far as wins and losses. Someone asked me before on Twitter – at Halo underscore Haven, um, like kind of what you thought about certain games, and it's like, it's spring training. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the wins don't mean a whole lot, if anything at all. You'd like to see guys be comfortable uh, on the plate and kind of like, you know, the Angels were 21-14 and 14 in, in spring training in, in 2017. So, I mean, that's a, a really good record, and then you fast forward to the actual season itself, and they were below five hundred. So... You like to see you guys get comfortable, get up there, but you said it earlier in the podcast. You just want to see guys get out there, get their work done, and get off. Don't get hurt. Don't get
0: hurt. A good, a good spring training game is... Guys go that can out.
1: walk off the field and... Yeah. and yeah. And, and not be hurt and, and yeah. be perfectly fine. And, get a and few
0: few at bats and get a few plays out there in the field. Don't yeah, get hurt.
1: Exactly. You want to see guys go left and right and make moves and stuff like that. Right. But you don't need them.
0: Don't dive. Yeah,
1: Brandon. Sorry, Brandon.
0: Well, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's a guy who who's uh, trying to earn his spot right now. So right.
1: that that yeah, I he's, get he's that. He's just he's a young guy. But like Trout,
0: a- Rendon, yeah. holes, they don't need to do all this. Just stay healthy. and and go out there and have fun and, you know, progress. Progression is is a key for spring training. You can win by 10, lose by 10. doesn't make any difference to me. I don't care. Yeah, and
1: that's kind of what I was saying before. It's like, okay, you can have the quote-unquote varsity team out there, and they can be up five runs, Mm -hmm. and they can get out in the fifth. But if you lose, you know, eight to six, that's Mm -hmm. not on the – I mean, the varsity team looked great, but it's just kind of maybe the young guys they use and stuff like that is a reason why but you know it, it's all kind of crazy cuz same in an opposite way where if the starters don't do great and they're down 3-0 and they come out and then all of a sudden the the young guys make a great comeback and now they win 5-3 or 5-4 or whatever it is um you know, that's great too, but it's just, it doesn't show what the team's going to be really in, in, in the season. But, right. you know, it, either way, it's fun to kind of see baseball again on, on the TV.
0: It's fun to see the young guys, too, that you normally wouldn't see either. Guys who yeah, are at like the double a, a level, You see the Jordan Adams, you yeah. see Jeremiah Jackson, Jeremiah
1: Jackson, even like uh, uh, Taylor Ward,
0: Rojas. You
1: Rojas, Taylor Ward hit a, a, a home run, and that's really cool. You see, uh, who was it, LeVon Soto yeah. today hit yeah, a home a run? A three
0: run home run or two uh, run home run.
1: And he played, you know, uh, over 150 games, I think. And, yeah. and he had, like, one home run in that whole span. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he yeah. is home run now. So that's cool. And just kind of see guys progress. I think that's a lot of fun. I think spring training is fun watching guys progress and then seeing guys um, do what they can and just try to earn their spot, whether it be show that they can make it in AAA or show that they can make it in AA. It's just These these younger guys that are really going out there showing the Angels organization that they can be um, – Serious players, whether it be now or in a couple of years, but that's always a fun fun part of spring training. Absolutely. So, I mean, not much to talk about other than this
0: pre-spring training games. We don't have stats and numbers for you like we would during the regular season. No, but, it it's, I mean, but it's fun.
1: At least baseball's back. Yes. I think that's the biggest point. At least baseball's back and, and you're able to turn on a radio, turn on your, your phone, TV. turn on your TV, and, and be able to see these guys, you know, and, and see them, you know... Uh, get a double rob a rob a base hit or you know stuff like that is always fun and so far so good so far no major catastrophic injuries obviously we have the justin anderson injury we talked about earlier that might delay his beginning of the year but you know like i said before as long as the the angels kind of avoid those you know two three four months kind of injury kind of deals, i think you know it would be really interesting to see how the season plays out
0: yeah, I can't wait. It's right around the corner, guys. And speaking of right around the corner, again, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast, we'll be in Tempe, Arizona, for spring training starting March the 5th, all the way in through the 9th. Uh, be on the lookout for us posting where we're going to be, uh, exactly what we're doing, and, and how you can get a hold of us and say what's up. Uh, we, we're, we're working on, on trying to... F- lay that out for you guys oh yeah
1: and we're definitely definitely if you guys have been listening to us for the past year first of all thank you yes second of all you saw or heard last year that we had like a a fan kind of uh segment in that podcast when Mm -hmm. we were out in arizona and and we're definitely trying to do the same thing this year so if you guys are out in arizona find us we will be posting you know a lot of stuff on uh, our instagram and on our twitter at halo underscore haven You know, we're here, we're going to be here, or even, you know, we're going to be at baseballism or we're going to be at top or whatever. You know what I mean? So, definitely looking forward to to that kind of stuff and and getting your guys' opinion on the angels and spring training. And we could put it on the podcast, make it our own special episode. So, Mm -hmm. if you happen to be out there that that weekend, and we've already got some response on, on Instagram saying that they are. Definitely come up, come up to us, talk to us. We want to hear what you guys think. We're going to put on the podcast and and, and not to mention we're going to have giveaways. So yeah. um, definitely if you guys are going to be out there that weekend, make it a point to, to set up your alerts, set up an alert on your on your Instagram and on your Twitter because, you know, we'll be out in section whatever, two mm-hmm. or three or whatever the hell the sections work mm-hmm. out and then come on over and then, you know. A lot of our giveaways are going to be first-come, first-served, so you definitely want to get that notification and know exactly when we're doing those.
0: Absolutely. So if you guys want your chance to get your hands on some giveaways or be on the podcast or shoot the breeze with us, we're going to – We're
1: definitely trying to get stuff signed while we're out there for guys that we know, whether it be like Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele. Like, We're definitely trying to get out there and try to get things signed for you guys and and have some kind of – Meet up that day, and mm-hmm. as far as a part of a giveaway, and 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 meet people that listen to it because it, to the podcast because it, it's absolutely awesome.
0: Uh, last year uh, when we were out there, we were co- having people come right up to us, and and that's what we want on again. The bottom field, yeah. yeah, come right up to us and talk to us and get on the podcast and. <laughs> Whether we talk about why you come to spring training or what you think of the twenty twenty Angels, it doesn't matter. Talk to us. We have a lot of fun. We love to interact. If you guys know us here at Halo Haven, man, we we interact with you guys, and that's a, that's the best part. I think that's a, the the best part of everything. So
1: again, um, yeah. So again, just you can either reach us at Halo underscore Haven. Tell us how we're doing. We ask for you, Apple users, your I uh, rate review subscribe on Apple iTunes. Help us spread the word and, and write a review five stars. And by that you will help other angel fans trying to find a podcast coming into the season. It'll pop up as soon as they search it. So we need your help for that. Um, kind of moving forward, you know, the next week, obviously we'll be in spring training next week. Um, but Saturday we will have an interview this coming Saturday. I will have my interview with Victor Rojas voice of the angels. And if, again, if you're an angel fan, you exactly know who that is. Uh, that'll come out Saturday. We will have a podcast probably Wednesday before we head out there. And then we'll have our um, spring training super show, super show. (laughs) We're planning to have red on Bollinger for MLB.com talk about angels spring training he's been out there this whole time so he knows more than anybody uh at least more than any of us yeah um about what's going on out there so we'll definitely have him on hopefully have him in studio that's the plan and but we'll, we'll see how it goes um but that's kind of the, the the week or so moving forward again uh victor rojas saturday um you know something on wednesday or, or i'm work trying to work out a guest and then us you know, uh, recording during the weekend and then being posted on Sunday morning. So,
0: so yeah, with that Gooby interview or with that Victor interview, that makes pretty much everybody on the TV side that we see Victor. I try, yeah, we've got Victor, <laughs> we got Jose, we got Gooby. So you know, uh, there's a few guys obviously that we can't. You know, it, it, we try our best, but uh, um, wait, you guys should get Roger Lodge on the show uh, if Chris
1: shows up. We're not Roger. No, com-
0: no comment on the Roger Lodge.
1: <laughs> That's Chris's guy. Give me, give me Gooby and Victor ten times over oh, yeah. Roger. Oh, no dude,
0: uh, Jose, Victor, Gooby, hundred times over. Yeah. dude. yeah. So
1: and the and the and the, uh, and the best part is too. Once we get back from spring training, there's like two weeks left until the, until the season starts. Yeah. So we're yeah. kind of we we're planning it out ahead of time, but. We will have like a prediction show for. A, we get a lot of guys. Oh, what do you think about the record? Blah blah blah. That's that will be the time where we
0: predict try, try our best. Try,
1: to it's gonna be so. Oh, it's gonna be so horrible. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah, that's when we'll do our predictions, quote unquote predictions of the of the state of this of the um, the season. We'll watch opening day in Houston, and then mm-hmm. we'll probably come back the next day after that and have our podcast on that Friday, just kind of to react to opening day, and then. We will be out on opening day. Yeah. I mean, I got my tickets already.
0: I haven't, but I'm going to be out there. There's yeah, no yeah, way we'll I'm not. There. So no, I'm not going to be. But definitely keep a Come track
1: on. out. We're kind of thinking about when the bus will be out. It Won't be opening day. That Saturday afterwards, we got to get with Chris, but that might be a better chance yeah. at it. So, yeah. again, follow us on Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram. Will be the best time to do it. Um, <laughs> stop <it>, Tasmania, <laughs> please stop. How many times do you think the Astros will get hit by a I don't know. Whatever. Eh, eh. What's the average? What's the MLB average? Again, I, kind of going back to last week, I don't think you want to put a guy on base when you have someone like a Springer or an Altuve come up to bat or a Bregman. Like, they're still good. Yeah. You don't want their home. Their, their solo home runs to all of a sudden turn into a, a two-run jack.
0: I'm honestly kind of over all that. I'm just really just now <laughs> focused on the season getting started. No, so.
1: I am a completely agree yeah. with you. On so,
0: that with that being said, guys – uh, that's going to wrap up our show for the day. Be, stay tuned to all of our social media posts, and if you follow us, obviously on Spreaker or Spreaker, I'm sorry, on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Google, get that notification set up. You'll know what where we're, where we're doing and when everything comes out. So, with that being said, um, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you to everybody on Instagram Live. Thank you to our sponsors. I am Johnny Maggs. I am Dan Garcia, and you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast.